Are you a developer or conversational designer looking to excel in the latest AI platforms? Or maybe you're in marketing looking for the latest in audio branding and customer engagement. Or maybe you're a startup, a business owner, an investor, or simply want to know about the future of voice technology. Then Voice Summit held in Newark, New Jersey this July is for you. Get your ticket at voicesummit.ai. That's voicesummit.ai. We can't wait to hear your voice and meet you at the conference. Today, you'll hear an interview with one of our sponsors for Voice Summit, the CEO of Bond.ai. Talk about how he's bringing empathy to technology and specifically to improve the lifetime value of customers in the banking industry. Enjoy and be sure to check them out at the summit next week. Welcome back to Inside Voice. Today, I'm here with Uday Agrajo, the CEO at Bond.ai, and they are also one of our sponsors for Voice this year. Welcome, Uday. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks, Gary. Great to be here. So I love that in your LinkedIn bio, you wrote that you're working to make machine intelligence empathetic. What does that mean and how are you doing that? Uh, I mean, people might say, right, I mean, when uh, we talk about empathy, most of the comments we actually get are, how can you actually make machines empathetic? I mean, are really our simulated feelings, real feelings, and they ask all these questions to us. But the thing is, I mean, it's not about kind of making machine learning empathetic. I mean, it's, it's definitely about that. I mean, we really want the machines to understand more about the consumer, right? So empathy I mean, it has been a big factor. I mean, not only with me, but also with our company, because I have a background in human-centered design. And it's all about understanding the consumer really, really well. But I mean, the whole crux of this started a couple of, I mean, not a couple of years ago, but like three to four years ago, where... I was myself in a kind of a financial situation. It was really, really bad. I mean, I think that is the rock bottom. So I actually had to do something to come out of that financial hole. So what I did, like everyone does, tried using all these apps like Mint and all these different, different tools. I actually started using 18 different apps. But uh, six months down the line, I quickly realized that it's not working. So I had to do something for myself. So. I actually designed a custom software, which actually kind of understood me completely, really empathized with me completely. So that actually worked. 18 months down the line, I was completely out of it and it actually worked. And that was the start of all these making machines empathetic. And you said you did 18 different apps you tried? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. 18 (laughs) different services, including a personal financial advisor. That's craziness. So what did you find after having used them and done your research and creating your own that made something empathetic and worked for you? See, the thing is, I mean, whatever we think is based upon our knowledge and experiences, right? That's very limited. So there is so much out there which we don't know. And I think that's exactly what we require. I mean, everyone, right, including me, everyone wants to enhance their own life and they search for the right insights. But if they don't get the right insights, they tend to take shortcuts like I did. So that actually is the most disastrous way because your kind of your intelligence kind of backfires for you because you don't have the right knowledge. So the thought process here was, is there something which actually can think in my style, think like me, but kind of give me insights what I couldn't think of? So that was the whole premise of making this software where it actually knows me, it knows my style, it knows my finances, but it also knows a lot which I don't know so that it actually thinks which I couldn't think of so that it can inspire me with things and give me the right insights for me not to take those shortcuts, but actually go in the right path. 
Can you talk about at all how it does that? Because that's fascinating to think that it's almost acting like a brain, but you're having to create the software to do that. Yeah, it's completely based on my data, right? I mean, what I did exactly was trained it based on my financial data. But not only my financial data, but it also had access to other financial data. But I also, I mean, trained it with other data, I mean, other data of not just me, but some other, some of my friends. I mean, some of my, it has a good uh, sample size, had a good sample size. So it had not only my data, but it also had a lot of other data. That was a very I mean, limited use case. What we are doing now is completely uh, bigger, I mean, different than that. But what I did there was in a small, I mean, if I can give an example, it trained on my data and it also trained on some other data. So that it can, I mean, identify like what I've been doing, my patterns, my habit patterns, my behavioral patterns, but also see other behavioral patterns in my own age group or income group and how they are behaving. So there was a correlation of uh, how I should act and how I should not act versus how I am acting. So all those insights actually kind of helped me come out of that. That's really interesting. So then you eventually created your company, Bond.ai. And for those that are not familiar with you, can you talk a little bit more about what your company does and especially how it's helping today's customers get better expectations? Yeah, sure. So this time we call it uh, human-centered artificial intelligence. That is Bond.ai. So when we say human-centered artificial intelligence, we really want the consumer to think. We really want to understand the consumer. We really want to empathize with the consumer and we want to give them the right insights. Rather, I mean, what's happening right now is we go to Amazon, we go to some Pinterest. I mean, we're kind of outsourcing our thought process to those recommendation engines, so which is not great, but we, we are taking the, exactly the opposite route. So we are thinking in your style and we're giving you insights so that you can be more thoughtful. So for example, let's take a use case where um, we are focused on banking. We are focused on uh, kind of enhancing the financial wellness of consumers. So what we do is uh, we integrate with banks. So we create software where we, where we integrate with uh, financial institutions. So the first thing we do once we integrate with the bank is we get their data. And what we do is we create a unique persona based on the data for every consumer of the bank. So once we create that persona, we understand what the consumer has been doing, what actually he or she needs in the future, and how we actually can inspire them or help them. So that's the first step we do. And based on whatever the consumer asks us or talks to us, we kind of try to help them. So the front end of our system is a conversation. So it's based on voice or text using Alexa, Siri, or Google Homes, or maybe just SMS. So if a consumer has any kind of query, like simple things like, hey, what's my balance? So what we do is we give them a straightforward answer, but at every conversation, we actually give them a unique persona-based insight. For example, that persona is a savings person, and we see that they actually have an opportunity to save more. If they say, hey, your balance is $13,000, but I think you can save 200 more this month if you want me to help with that. So it's a unique insight for that particular persona. Those insights actually vary for every consumer. And we actually see that these insights are the most important thing. I mean, everybody knows about nudges, right? So these are actually acting kind of nudges towards helping consumers change their behaviors. That is wonderful. And do you have any case studies? You know, you've, been, you've had the company for a couple of years now or so of just how either the businesses are responding or how the consumer is responding? I mean, do you find that they're saving more money? They feel more financially free? What has been some of the feedback? 
from the institution side, I mean, from the bank side, we were able to boost the most important thing, which is the lifetime customer value. So every bank or every financial institution cares about having a consumer for a long time. But you see nowadays, I mean, there's so many fintechs, there's so many banks, consumers are switching accounts like crazy. But the only reason why they are doing it is lack of engagement and lack of real value, value add services from the bank. So what we are doing with our platform is we are trying to hyper-personalize. We talk about all the personalization, but we talk about hyper-personalizing experiences of the consumer. And it has to be completely consumer-driven. What's happening today is, I mean, everybody's taking data and actually it's kind of coming against us, like influencing us rather than recommending stuff. So we actually get influenced to buy this stuff, buy that stuff, do this product, and buy, buy this product, use that product. But I mean, we are doing, like I told you, we're doing the opposite. We're trying to use the data to actually help the consumer. So for the banks, I mean, it's been a great value add on the business side. We're able to increase the lifetime customer value. And for banks, we're able to increase the deposits. We're able to increase the loan to a deposit ratio and all that stuff. So the business side, because I mean, we're just not talking about business, right? I mean, it's business, but it has to be consumer driven. So that's what we've been doing for the banks. And the consumers are really, really happy because it's not information overload. It's not that... You have so many notifications sitting on your mobile. It's definitely not. It is very, very contextual. So we have this something called a context queue where whenever we identify a context, then only we give an insight. Otherwise, I mean, it's, it's going to be information overload like any other notifications on your mobile phone. So for us, context and hyper-personalization, these two are very, very important. I mean, that sounds amazing. It sounds incredible. And it's something I think all of us could certainly use now and going forward. And I'm curious for you personally, you know, you're a designer, a technologist, and a CEO. At what point did you realize that you had all these talents and that you could create something that utilized all of them? Oh, <laughs> I think there, there was never a point of I mean, realization where I had all these big talents, but I think it was completely driven by... When I said that, I mean, I designed it for myself, but I also realized that there are so many people like my friends actually need something like this. So it was just very organic. I mean, it slowly started with helping my network out and slowly actually thought, I mean, this is a problem which is huge. I mean, today, if you see 81% of Americans are stressed, that is crazy. That crazy number, I mean, with all these technology tools out there, financial education, access to financial literacy apps. I mean, still 81% is a huge number. It was like 69% to 75, 72% like a couple of years ago. And it's just increasing, which is not good. So I think it was more need-driven. It was more because we had the solution, we had to deploy it. That's wonderful. And I know you are sponsoring Voice this year. What made you want to be a sponsor for the Voice Summit? So, I mean, Voice has been really, really kind of personal, not only for me, even for the company, because what we see is, right, I mean, People are I mean, addicted to technology today. I mean, you see them at conference, if you see a social gatherings, if you see parties, people are just looking at their phones I and mean, not really interacting with everyone. So it's even worse with children. I mean, I've been reading reports which are so disturbing that children or, or college students are not kind of socializing or making friendships like they used to do before. They have acquaintances, yes, but it's very, very superficial. There have been so many studies on that. So, so what we feel really is there is a big empathy gap which is being developed. That's very bad because empathy is the only ability that differentiates humans from all these robots or AI. And I think empathy is the best kind of uh, characteristic human species have. And if we are losing that, I think that's not good. I mean, people talk about artificial intelligence taking over humanity. 
AI not getting our skills, but humans losing our skills. So it it might be because of that if it eventually happens. So empathy gap is very very big for us. So we see that kind of uh, becoming huge and huge, bigger and bigger. So what we thought was there has to be some kind of medium where people talk to, which kind of influences them. So you see people talking to technology, and we have actually talked the series, Alexa, Google Homes. I mean, all these voice assistants, assistants started. There's so many of them. So the more we talk to them, we have a great chance from a conversational AI standpoint to actually recalibrate society. So there have been so many flaws like bias, I mean, there have been so many inequalities and all that stuff which we have created by the human species. It might be a stretch, but in the long run, that is what we really want to achieve. When we speak with machines, I think we have a great chance to fix what we have done wrong and take the right path. That's what I think we thought. voice can really, really empower this phenomenon. Yeah, I cannot agree more. And I love that you're bringing this idea of empathy within technology. If people want to learn more about you or connect with you or your company, where can they do that online via social media or a website? We are very active on Twitter. <laughs> so people can reach out on Twitter and I mean, you, they can check their website. I mean, we're kind of recreating our website. Maybe by next week, it'll be ready. But yeah, they can contact us uh, through Twitter. That's the best way and fastest way. Or they can just say hello at bond.ai and that's it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This was such a great intro into all the great things you're creating. And we are super excited to see you at Voice next week. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I mean, very excited to be part of that conference because we missed last time, but this time we thought we should not miss it because it's such a great conference. Yeah. Look forward to be there. Thanks. Thanks. 